Burns, Robert Burns. In episode 45, we are joined by the delightful Julie Hamilton, the brand ambassador for the independent bottler Elixir, as we taste drams from their single malts of Scotland and Port Escague brands. Yes, indeed. And Julie talks to us about the processes of this amazing indie bottler. And we also talk about whiskey clubs. Yes, it's our Burns Night show as well. I know we say this every week, but you can see a lot more whiskey stuff over on our social media platforms at Whiskey and Things Podcast on Instagram. That's the place to be. And at Whiskey and Things on Facebook and Twitter. Yep. And if you'd like to help us out, please rate, review, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. You're listening to the Whiskey and Things Podcast with Dave Giles and Nick Kent. Welcome to episode 45. I'm Dave Giles. And I'm Nick Kent. Welcome, everyone, to Whiskey and Things Podcast. Welcome, welcome. Nick, you've had a busy weekend, haven't you? Mate, there's been so much going on. We've got some great guests coming up in the next few weeks, which we've been recording and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But also, um, it was the Water of Life film launch on Friday, so I've been doing the Q&As for that in the evening, which is awesome. Nice. So I'm doing another one of those tonight. But before that tonight, I'm also doing the Whiskey Exchange Burns Night Quiz. Amazing. <laughs> um, so I'm going to see if I can hold my own in that one. Lots of research to do today on Scotland and Burns and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Of course, we're recording this today. Recorded an interview last night uh, for a future episode. It's all go, mate. Hey, how are you? Yeah. You all right? Yeah, mate. I've been chilling. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, mate. I've, I've been very busy as well doing other things. But, but yes, it, it has been fun doing the interviews yeah. we've been doing. But I wish I could have joined in with the uh, some of the Water of Life stuff. It looks fantastic what you've been watching over there. There's been some great yeah. stories come out of it some really great stories uh, if our listeners have been watching they'll know um, it's wonderful I think a couple have I've seen a few people post about it which is good I'm happy about that yeah we we, uh, we, we sent people in that direction and they actually listen so hopefully you've been in. if you have please let us know and let us know if you've enjoyed the Q&A's yeah anyway this week uh, yeah, do some work Dave you do this bit <laughs> yeah alright yeah <laughs> So, so uh, th- this week's show, um, something a bit different. It's um, it is the day we're recording. It is Burns Night, so we wanted to get a proper Scottish voice on uh, on this week. Not our first Scottish voice, uh, but a, a proper Scottish voice nonetheless. And uh, when we were at the whiskey show, the virtual whiskey show last September, yeah. October, September, uh, we met the lovely Julie Hamilton, who works for Elixir Distillers, and. Uh, we asked her then if she'd come on and she said, anytime, anytime. So this has been something we've been been waiting for our opportunity and we thought, what better than a Burns Night episode? Yeah. So we messaged Julie a couple of weeks ago. I said, Julie, would you like to come on and, and talk about Elixir? And she said, yeah, let me send you some whiskey. So she did. And did and, she? Uh, and did she? Good Lord. So what, what, what we've got coming up, we've not got one whiskey of the week. We, we actually tried three different whiskeys, two of which you're going to hear about all of, or you're going to hear all about in the next segment of the show. Uh, and the third one is uh, is a Patreon exclusive. More of that later as well. Anyway, so right now, Nick is going to press play uh, on a sting and then follow that by his edited version of our interview with the lovely Julie Hamilton from Elixir Distillers. Whiskey Bots, roll out. 
Welcome, Julie Hamilton, uh, brand ambassador from Elixir Distillers. Uh, thanks for joining us on Whiskey and Things. Cool. Nice to be here. Uh, How are you? Good, thank you. Really well, thanks. Really well. So we met uh, doing doing that whiskey show. Uh, we got we, we got horrifically <laughs> drunk one day. Uh, well, no, we didn't. We had a, no, we, we had a lovely no, chat one day, uh, <laughs> learning all about whiskey, and we learned a little bit about elixir and what right? you're up to. That's networking in, in whiskey. I'm sure that's what you call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure yeah that's absolutely, what absolutely. <laughs> um, so for for our listeners who who weren't there and don't know who you are. Please give us a little bit of an introduction into into yourself, how you got involved with whiskey, and what is Elixir Distillers? Okay, so um, I am the brand ambassador, as you said, for Elixir Distillers. So my job is talking to people about whiskey and travelling around ordinarily in a normal world. I'm going travelling around the UK and also overseas as well to talk about our brands and tell people about whiskey just kind of educational pieces festivals tastings different things like that um and yeah i've been this is i'm coming up for two years with um elixir now and uh, yeah before that i worked not in a whiskey job but i was doing whiskey things on the side so i organize a, a whiskey festival called glasgow's whiskey festival very um subtly named it's uh, very inventive there um <laughs> the glasgow's whiskey festival we've been running that now this would have been or last year would have been our 11th year wow. but um sadly we didn't manage to run in november so um so yeah i've been doing that for 11 years and i was a brand ambassador for scotch malt whiskey society as well so yeah, I had a few whiskey things. I'm also the chair of Glasgow's Whiskey Club, another very inventively named um, association <laughs> that I have. So um, I'm one of the founding members of Glasgow's Whiskey Club. So we've been going for about 16, 17 years now. And um, yeah, I took the leap from a local authority position that I had been in for years, a million years, and uh, took the leap and uh, took a Went job. full-time like whiskey. Hours. Yeah, and now this is me. Dream job. Yeah, you're living the dream. Aye, not half. Um, so bef- before we before we get on to, to more about Elixir, mm-hmm. talk me through uh, the Whiskey Club, because we've heard of about a few of these. What does a Whiskey Club do? And it, in terms of the Glasgow one, how big is it? How big does it get? You know, is, have you got many members? And do you meet often? Obviously not at the moment, but, but what's the usual running order for a, for a Whiskey Club? So we, um, we've got around, I think um, last year we had about 65 in the membership, but at any given time, we're obviously restricted by the amount of whiskey that's in a bottle. So we, we, <laughs> cap, it, we cap it at 35 and um, we meet twice a month. So we have two bars that we meet in, in Glasgow. Our home bar is the Bon Accord Whiskey Bar. And um, and we meet there on the last Tuesday of every month, and then mid month we do. There's another bar called the Alpen Lodge that we meet in, and they let us use their function suite. Nice. So like it's a, just a place to go, and people that are like brand ambassadors, um, bottlers, people from distilleries and things like that will host for us mid month. So the way it works is we basically we email. So we email an advert out and the, the members email back. And until, I think it was May last year was the first one we did as a virtual tasting. So we've been running two a month 
since May last year. Wow. And it's been really like it, just, yeah, it's been a sterling effort because we, somebody has to make up all the little miniatures. So we've got like all these wee mini bottles and um, so 35 sets of six of them get made up. And then we've got a committee of 10 and they go to the person who's made up the, the drum sets and pick them up and then we deliver them all over the city for people. So, yeah, it's been, it's uh, we've adapted definitely to yeah. Amazing. to the lockdown situation. So, yeah, it's been good. So uh, that's, I, I, I guess it's all a very social thing as well, obviously, yeah. because, you know, you must have made some good friends through that if you've been oh, doing yeah. it that long. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the thing, like, our jobs, like the brand ambassadors, our jobs are, like, 98% social. It's, yeah. you know, mm. the, the, the other 2% percent's the admin we have to do. And it's just been so weird. Like, we've just been doing things like this. So, you know, it's... I don't think this will go away though. I think this will keep going. Like, mm. I definitely think that um, there's a place for it, isn't there? Because yeah, it, it means yeah. you can. Well, annoyingly for you, they might not send you around the world as much, but you know, yeah. it means you can do a tasting in for some Tasmanians, perhaps, without going all <laughs> the way over there. That's it. The only ones that have been um, tricky are the Canadian ones because they right. do it like midnight and one in the morning. That's yeah. Yeah, body body clock all over the place. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So mo- moving on to Elixir, um, Elixir is a independent bottler. Yes. Okay. And how long has, has Elixir been around and what's its remit? So Elixir has been on the go since 2002. And we started with, um, this would actually take us nicely onto our first whiskey if you want to do this. Fantastic, yeah. Well, we'll oh, no. start preparing. We are the independent bottling leg of the Whiskey Exchange, if you like. Yeah. So the Whiskey Exchange started in 1999. Um, <laughs> Sukinder and Rajbir Singh started the Whiskey Exchange. And then Sukinder started to bottle his own casks in 2002. So, yeah, Single Malts of Scotland, this first one that we're going to have is a single cask of Glen Burgie which is a Speyside distillery. So this one is 21 years old. It's 59.4% ABV. So uh, nice and punchy on the ABV. So this one was distilled on the 8th of October, 1998. Wow. <laughs> so you got that information. <laughs> Where were you in 98, Dave? Bottled just on the 19th of December in 2019. Wow. So, yeah, so these are sing- this is single cask, single malts. So um, very limited. So this one is one of two hundred and ninety-eight bottles. Well, so this crazy. One, uh, my my uh, first sniff of this, it does not smell like a fifty-nine point four. No, no. Does it? I, I, thought, I, I thought this was going to blow my head off straight away. You know, because <laughs> you, you know you've uh, you've not been shy with the uh, ABVs on this little testing. <laughs> hey hey Nick, you know you just asked me what I was doing in 1998. So I'm just going to digress slightly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found I found this yesterday. I was reminded of this yesterday. From May 1998, Simpsons comic uh, edition number 15, and I was letter of the week. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> My god. There's, there's a photo of me as an 8-year-old. Uh, and I wrote that I, I sent in because I look like Millhouse. Uh, Everything's turning up Millhouse. Yeah, I wrote this. Uh, let me read this to you because this is absolutely hilarious. Please, so I was, please. I would have been, 
would have been 13. Um, <laughs> I can just imagine me writing this as well. Okay. I am fed up with people calling Millhouse names. Uh, he is my favourite character and some people even say I look like him. It is because of this I have written to complain. In issue 12, in the junk mail section, Terry Horsfield had a poster published. The title was Simp Trek and in the middle was a perfectly good drawing of Millhouse. I looked up to see Millhouse Van Houten as Geekface. I am greatly offended and want to stop to this Millhouse bullying. After all, he is Bart's best friend. Alright, Poindexter. Put the book down. <laughs> so that's what I was doing in 98, Nick. I was being a snowflake. Uh, anyway. Well, <laughs> I'm saying nothing. Strongly worded email. Strongly worded email. After all, he was Bart's best friend. Uh, well, uh, But meanwhile, someone was distilling some mighty fine whiskey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, this does smell great. That's, doesn't it? Doesn't smell. You're right. It doesn't smell too strong. I'm guessing is that partly to do with the age? So because it's a bit older. So it's quite punchy on the palate. It's right. nice, and, nice and easy going on the on the nose, but it's quite punchy on the palate. It's not too dark for a 21 year old either. No. So we don't add any color to our whiskies. Mm-hmm. That was a nice, do you like that? nice lead in there. Right. We don't add any color <laughs> to our whiskies, and they're not chill filtered either. So right. we don't add any caramel colouring in there and we don't take any of the good oils out yeah. chill filtering is a thing that some companies do for clarity <clears throat> so yeah I'm guessing at 59% you wouldn't have to worry about that too much anyway you don't really need to know yeah. it's not really going to go cloudy unless you've got it out in the freezing cold which up here at the moment is not difficult to do <laughs> <laughs> well this is incredible cheers again I know it is you're right it is a bit punchier but it still doesn't feel like a 59.4. No. It still doesn't. It's not tearing my face off. Yeah. That is a lovely, it's strong, but it's not like a, I need to run, get some water or something. That is a really lovely burn. Lovely, full of flavour. Coats the mouth yeah. immediately. It's really fruity, isn't it? It's like yeah. Fruit. Apricots and pears are what I'm getting. Pineapples. Yeah. That is gorgeous. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I had an apple beforehand, and I wasn't sure if that was fla- <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> influencing my my tasting. But I'm glad you both said that because it definitely has that. <laughs> yeah, order. and it's not it's not just that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, wow. So, Glenn Berge, um, is this a regular distillery you guys work with? So it's um, we've bottled quite a few actually. <clears throat> so we have um, we have a few labels at Alexa Distillers. So we do um, a fair bit of export as well. Um, and I'm, this is in my head because I was writing tasting notes this afternoon for um, another Glen Burgi that we're sending out to Taiwan. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's one that we've got um, we've got some casks of, but. Uh, yeah, and it's generally around about that that kind of age group, that age bracket. Right. I've never heard of Glenbergie before. Yeah. Which, which isn't surprising because I've not heard it. I, I'm still quite new to this. Could Would you be able to find a Glenbergie in a shop or is the only way you could get it through an independent bottle like yourself? Glenbergie is a Chivas-owned distillery uh, in Speyside and ordinarily it's, a, it's predominantly blends that it goes right. into. Right. So what you'll find with independent bottlers is that we can buy casks of whiskey that 
companies like so Diageo and Chivas and all of these companies will use all these whiskies for their blends and we will buy parcels of casks of them and then we bottle them as a single malt. So you can do, um, Glenburgie, they do their own bottlings of that. Not massive though. You'll get it in specialist whiskey shops. Yeah. 15 and 18 year old um, bottles of Glenburgie you can get as official bottlings. Oh, so right. OB, OBs are 15 and 18 and you'll see them as independents quite a lot right. as well which so is amazing you, isn't it yeah. so yeah. OB's that's original original bottling official um, bottling official official, uh, official. right official okay. bottlings nice yeah. nice OB's and IB's IB's are independent bottles ah. <laughs> learning all the terms here Nick oh, oh, look at that look at all that. the jargon Milhouse yeah. learning today it's good exactly exactly <laughs> funny, funny I could find my glasses <laughs> Listening to the Whiskey and Things podcast. Are you involved in the tasting and the picking of the whiskies, or do you just get the final product and have to deliver the goods to the clients? Yeah, I just get the final product. Um, Ollie Chilton is our um, cask selector. He's our blender, <clears throat> so he selects all the casks. He does all the blending. He looks after all the whiskey. He makes all the decisions. He's our whiskey master, if you like. Right. Wow. So it's, there's there's one person in charge to, uh, yeah. of that side of it that yeah. that it's their fault if uh, yeah. if, it, if it goes wrong. Yeah, I was wondering yeah. if there was like like three separate people for the three different brands you represent and they were kind of maybe competing for each cask and all that kind of thing but it's one guy decides which label it goes under yeah absolutely so we'll have um every single cask of whiskey that goes into glass at elixir distillers is tasted so <clears throat> where we have um whiskies that are batched so um, our core range and one that we'll come on to drink in a, in a little minute. Um, there'll maybe be 50 to 60 casks in the in each of the batches. So every single one of them's tasted. I, um, I can't imagine actually what that must be like because I've been involved and in, we, we released a 12-year-old Portiskeg this year. Uh, last year, God, I need to get used to this in 2021. <laughs> um, last, year, last year, and it was um, that was a vatting of 18 ex bourbon casks of Kalila, and I was I tasted all of them. I went with them to do that because I wanted nice. to be part of you know doing that. Yeah, and it's uh, it's not as glamorous as it sounds. You know, you end up like pretty dirty claiming about casks, and <laughs> so we're tasting straight out the valentine out of the cask and. And just tasting the whiskey, throwing it in the ground, you know, like moving on to the next one. So when he's doing fifty, I think he's out in the out in the courtyard. I can't imagine it's always um, glorious weather up up (laughs) for him to be doing that kind of thing. So yeah, and there are occasions where he'll come across casks of whiskey that will really stand out, and um, and he'll put them aside for certain things. We've done that before, um, where. We've had casts of Kalila that have really been <clears throat> really stand out, you know, quite quite different from the rest of the batch. Um, yeah, and then he makes a decision whether they go into single malts of Scotland or Elements of Isla, which is our other label as well. Right, right. In terms of the casks as well, the ones you buy, like you get them from the distillery, and they've obviously maybe aged that whiskey for a long time. Are they possibly really small batch? casks that they might not have a use for themselves it might be an experiment and they might want to put it out but it's on such a small level that um, it's not worth being out under a bigger brand or their big umbrella 
are those the casks that get offered up to independent bottlers like you? Or do you have a choice of their actual main casks as well, as it were? There's, a, again, a variety right. of, of different answers to that. But in the main, and this is where Ollie really enjoys spoiling the romance of all of this, it's done on spreadsheets. It's <laughs> done, we, buy, we buy casks of whisk. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm off. It. I'm off. You've ruined, <laughs> ruined it. Whereas I'm super excited. She said spreadsheets. <laughs> Dave loves a spreadsheet. I'm like, what? Yeah. Spreadsheet? <laughs> Are the graphs involved as well, Julie? I'm quite sure there will be casting traps. But um, we, we buy whiskey in parcels. So you're actually not even buying it from the distillery. You'll be buying it from the company. Right. You'll buy a parcel of casks. So on occasion, it'll be a parcel and it'll be the age. Occasionally, it'll be the parcel and it'll be type. There'll be a list. There'll be choices to make. It's lovely to think that you would kind of wander around and choose them. You know, I'll have that one, please, and that one, please. Yeah. You know, it just, yes, yeah, not definitely it's not, not like that. This is lovely. Yeah, I, I've already finished, and I, I want to get up back onto this because this is on the single malts of Scotland label, right? Yeah. So, can you talk through the different labels we have and how a whiskey might end up on each of these labels if, if there sure. is a reason for it? Sure. So under the Single Malts of Scotland label, we've actually got four. <clears throat> so we have the Single Casks, which is the one that we're tasting just now. We have Marriage of Casks, which tends to be older um, whiskies that might not necessarily stand up on their own as a single cask, but combined with one or two others of a, same, a, a similar age and the same distillery, you know, so it's still a single malt. Um, they become the marriage of casks. So we had one that we did for the whiskey show, actually, which was a 22-year-old Klein Leash. Um, that one was two casks. One of them was actually at the point where it was bottled and they decided that they didn't think it was up to scratch. So it got taken back out of glass again oh, and they rebatted it with a second cask and rebottled it and it was fabulous. Like the, the second time round, it was great. Um so there's marriage of casks, single casks, director specials, which are always old and dignified whiskies, spendy, you know, pretty expensive, but the other ones are the kinder choosies. Right. So like <clears throat> 43 year old, 45 year old, 38 year old whiskies. Wow. That we have under the director specials. And then we have reserve casks, which are a similar position to marriage of casks, except they're younger. So, again, whiskies that might not necessarily stand up on their own, but combined, they, they will kind of support each other and, um, and make a nice farting. So that's Single Malt of Scotland. That was our first label. Nice. So this Glenbergie single cask, 21 year, what's the damage, Julie? What's this going to set us back? That one was £110. Mm, right. It tastes expensive. It tastes good. It does taste. It know. does taste expensive. It tastes very expensive. So, when you said you've got the four different sections for the single malt, are you only ever doing one whiskey at a time, and when that's gone, you then do a new one, or if, will you have different uh, reserve casts and single casts and all that kind of stuff? At all once? at the same time, yeah. Right. And we run. We have batches. So just now under reserve casks, we've got four um, single malts of Scotland. I think we've got six or seven single malts of Scotland single casks. Sorry, we've got six or seven. Director Special 2 and Marriage, I think there's just one kicking At about. The moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've uh, always got a range under them all. And is yeah. it a range of prices as well within that as well? Yeah. 
yeah. So the reserve casks are the the youngest. Well, I'm saying they're the youngest. Sometimes we've got young ones in the single the the single casks, but um, it tends to be the the reserve casks will be younger ages, and they'll be a, a better price point. We cut yeah. them slightly, so we take them down to forty eight percent. Right. With those ones, um, I'm saying we cut them slightly. Some of them are young, so we probably cut cut them quite a bit. Mm. But yeah. um, a nice drinking strength for the ages of the whiskies that yeah, were, were totally. put under that label. I mean, again, like yeah. fifty nine point four with this one and the age. I had a jug of water here ready to kind of put a little dash in, and I just haven't felt the urge to put it in. No, absolutely, no. absolutely. A drop of water, like if you can manage to put a drip of water in. If you've not got a pipette, use a teaspoon, even. Right. So I had a little uh, bottle cap here, really. Oh, stuff perfect. Quite useful for that. Perfect. If yes. you just put a tiny drip in, that's just enough. It's really, it really opens it up. It's really fruity and, mm. yeah. So Glenn Burgie, I'm pretty sure Glenn Burgie goes into um, Ballantines. I'm pretty sure of that too, yeah. Oh, yeah. interesting. Some little snoop around earlier on Tinsonet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Did you see that Ballantines have launched a twenty percent whiskey? Ballantines have, have they? Yeah, they've released a low alcohol whiskey. Um, I saw that White and Mackay had done that, but I didn't see that. The yeah, I saw, I saw today someone someone on Twitter posted in, interesting yeah. developments there. Well, hopefully we'll find out more about that and booze around at some point, don't we? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Nicholas, maybe. maybe. Booze round. <laughs> 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 Whiskey! What have we got next then, Julie? So next we have, so we're going to go for... Box number three. Box number three, yeah. This one is from our Portuski Grange. This is from our core. Um, so Portuski is, there isn't a distillery at Portuski, but Portuski is, if you've ever been to Isla, it's the northernmost port for getting onto the island. So there's two ports. Port Ellen is in the south. Mm-hmm. Port Eskeg's up at the top, and uh, we chose Port Eskeg to name our whiskies. And we bottle whiskies from a number of different Isla distilleries, but the core range that we do, so we do an eight-year-old, and this one is called Hundred Proof. Um, these are both; they're both from Kalila Distillery. Right, right. So this one's a no-age statement. It's fifty-seven point one percent ABV, which is Hundred Proof in the UK. Um, in the states, proof. 100 proof is 50% because theirs is half. Yeah. Ours is a Navy term to do with rum and gunpowder. Yeah. Right. I want, I was, I'm glad you explained that because I always wondered. Now yeah. I know. Yeah. It was something about our, our gunpowder or something wasn't as strong as the US one or something like that, or it took more alcohol to blow up or something like that. Yeah. Um, so basically, if you soak a pellet of gunpowder in alcohol that's above 57%, it'll ignite. There you go. There so I go. keep a bit of this aside in case I need to... Just in case. Just, just in, in case. case you need to take the gunpowder. <laughs> just in case I get, you know, in case I lose my keys or something. You know, have a little... <laughs> so this one is, um, the as I, as I was saying earlier on, this is one of our cores, so it's batched. This is about 50 or 60 casks at a time that we batch. Right. And um, the age profile in these whiskies will be between 8 and 10 years old. Right. So this one, the eight-year-old is kind of zesty and citrusy and it's a lower ABV, it's 45.8%. This one's 57.1, so a higher alcohol strength will give whiskey more layers of flavour. So this one's quite 
chocolatey and <sighs> milky coffee. And if there was such a thing in the world as a chocolate chai latte, I think that's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting some hazelnuts in there. Yeah, yeah. You say chai lattes like that's chai sort of lattes. So true as well. Yeah, in the nose. Yeah, wee bit of cinnamon. Yeah, some chocolate. Oh wow! Yeah, there's real depth to that as well. And then yeah. I'd like this. Oh, I haven't tasted anything like that before. Or you taste it? Have you? Have you had a sip already? Have you? Yeah, miss miss that, on, mate. Come on, mate. Miss that. Jeez. So it's <clears throat> a lot of time. People's association with Isla whiskey is that they don't like it. Hmm. So you'll have had some smart arse in the pub who says, oh, you like whiskey? I'll get you a whiskey then. And they get people our Big Ten or Laphroaig Ten and they're really proper, in-your-face, peaty, medicinal, first aid boxes. <laughs> Everyone yeah. likens it to TCP and all that kind of stuff. And it's not all like that. Like hmm. So it's when people... So there are some whiskey shows that I do, some festivals that I do, and I've just got elements of Isla and Port Escape with me, and people will say, I don't like peaty whiskey, and that's all I've got. Right. And I'll take them through the Port Escapes, and people are always pleasantly surprised because it's smoke. So it's an argument I have with people sometimes because people say there's no difference between smoky and peaty, but I think really peaty medicinal phenolic whiskey that tastes like antiseptic yeah this one is more smoky it's like bonfire smoke rather absolutely than, rather than a first aid box we, we were talking before we started recording about chokiski this tastes yeah. to me like lafroig after i've had a chokiski in my mouth ah okay yeah yeah there you go yeah a really nice mouthfeel a nice viscous mouthfeel to it again that high abv will give whiskey more um texture and mouthfeel um, as well as the, the flavours. And a little drop of water in that one bursts open sweetness. I'm going to do that. Because yeah. even though it's a little bit less than the um, Me single too. malts of Scotland, I can mm -hmm. feel the alcohol a bit more in this one. So I'm just going to give it a little, yeah. uh, little dash. Yeah, it's got a nice ashiness. I think Kalila is it's a kind of thread that runs through Kalila. There's a kind of ashy note to it. But um, yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to say that. It feels like... I remember waking up after my mum and dad had had some friends around and got drunk and you'd go downstairs and I'm as someone who doesn't drink coffee, you would you would smell the the, the coffee in the in the machine and, yeah. and the end of that when you were clearing it out when you'd picked out the filter and you just mm -hmm. had those wet coffee grinds. That's yeah. what this this has got elements of that that smell yeah. within the flavour right. of this. Yep. Like also a, a note that I get as well, and I got that today when I was tasting something else, um, is like if you have demerara sugar in the bottom of an espresso. Right. So you've just got, because it never fully melts because there's so little coffee in it, the, the kind of end, that kind of sugary dreg. So mm. it's more sweet, but that kind of hint of coffee in it as well. Mm. That, yeah. Yeah, that, that water did open it up. Got It got more chocolatey <laughs> for me, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Didn't it? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is oh. so, so, obviously it's a different, completely different distillery in different parts of Scotland, but it's so different to the, uh, from the Clamborgi. I'm not sure which one um, I prefer at the moment. Yeah. Oh, that's very, <laughs> um, oh, Julie. <laughs> and, and, and how much would a bottle of this set you back? So this one will set you back £49. Very reasonable. That's very reasonable. Yeah. Dave and that's I now good... have a kind of benchmark for where we think, 
a whiskey which is well worth the money is around 65 to 75 pounds so if it comes yeah. under that for me i'm like perfect pick one up. what a treat yeah yeah pick one up it's amazing how your tolerance of price changes over the years yeah. like over the months the curve has been quite steep on our the curve end. has been very I... steep with that on that regard <laughs> Yeah. We, uh, I think also because I, I am one of the buyers for the whiskey club. So when we are talking about whiskies all the time, we're obviously buying whiskies that we're sharing 35 ways. So we can afford to be spending money. And we do, there are times where I listen to us and we're like, oh, it's only about 480. That's okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. but you can't, I mean, you get what you pay for with these things. It's it's not always the way. You don't always get the best whiskey spending lots of money and it doesn't always indicate that it's the best whiskey if it's really old. No. You're listening to Whiskey and Things. So Porter's Cake is, um, that's our youngest label. So we started bottling this stuff in 2009. This one used to be called Porter's Cake Cask Strength. And then they changed the licensing laws, which meant that you weren't allowed to use the words cask strength on a bottle if it wasn't what it came out the cask as. Right. right. So 57.1 is, you know, as near as damn it to what it's coming out the cask at. But yeah. um, because it wasn't because we had cut it, we had to change the name of it and it was changed to 100 proof. Right. Hence the 57.1%. Yeah. Well, even like 100 proof still gets people's, you know, attention, doesn't it? I mean, oh, yeah. Yeah. In terms of marketing, yeah. you're, you're fine. You're fine there. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. So we do a range of ages under that. And um, sometimes we bottle from, um, we've bottled from Bunahaven, from Lafroig. Um, I'm sure there's a Lagavulin in there somewhere as well, before my time. Right. But, um, but we release a special release every year. Last year it was two 12-year-olds that we released. Um, next year, I think it's got next year. Here I go again, 2021. <laughs> Um, I get there by the end of the month. I get to talking about this year. Um, I get there by the end of the year. <laughs> you stop writing it by the end of the yeah, year. Yeah, so annoying. Um, yeah, so yeah, I think it's a 15 that we've got coming this year. So exciting stuff. For, for me, it's uh, it's just trying to wrap up. The Elixir covers these three brands, right? Essentially, there, there's the yeah. three labels. There's the, the single malts, the Port Skag, and Ele- Elements of Isla. Elements of Isla, yeah. Uh, and that is Elixir Distilleries. Yes. Right. Um, we also bottle Black Top Rum as well. Okay. I think I knew that. I think yeah. I remember that. And, we've got, and our exports, we've got export labels as well. Um, one of the export labels is called Whiskey Trail. So we, in fact, the, the Whiskey Exchange will sell, they're the only UK retailer, the Whiskey Exchange, um, they'll sell Whiskey Trails, but they're single cask, single malts, the same as single malts of Scotland. Right. But um, sometimes we put out, single malts of Scotland, single casks are kind of very distillate-led, flavour-led whiskies. Whiskey Trail we sometimes get to have a wee bit more fun with, you know, things that were maybe a wee bit more unusual. Um, we do different series under that label. So we've had lots of kind of um, exciting different ones. The new ones that we've got coming out are a cowboy series, which are just brilliant. They're like um, country and western posters. Are oh, the, yes, the nice. on them. Great. Awesome. Really cool. Um, so, yeah, we do we do that as well. But essentially for the UK, um, Single Malts of Scotland, Elements of Ireland, Port Escape are three labels. Yeah. 
And what would you say are the main benefits of really getting involved with, a, as, as a consumer, of getting involved with an independent bottler? So independent bottlers have the, the ability to bottle casks of whiskey that don't necessarily go with the profile of the distillery. So every cask of whiskey is different. It can go, it can come from the same um, distillation and it goes into different casks and the casks change the whiskey where they're sitting all these different contributing factors. And you'll have, um, so if we take Glenburgie, the first one that we had as an example, Chivas will bottle a flavour profile with that and there will be a distillery, there's a distillery character there, but they'll bottle up, they'll have a flavour profile and they blend their casks to, to get that flavour. Whereas if we bottle a single cask of that, that one will taste different to the next one will taste different, but you get a kind of feel for it and um, and you'll see a kind of trend, obviously, with, with what we're doing, um, the kind of styles of whiskey that we bottle. Drinking independently bottled whiskey, you're always going to get something that's just a wee bit unique. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing, I, I love the OBs as well, you know, like, so particularly Glenburgie, it's one of my favourites. <clears throat> Glenburgie and Glen Talkers are both um, Chivas distilleries, and I love the liquid that comes out of both of those distilleries. But, um, yeah, they're, they're more likely to put those things into blends. We will we will bottle things that are a wee bit different as mm. well. Mm. And so varying, varying strengths as well. So, so you're, you're essentially, you're getting something unique every time. And, yeah. and, and once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah, um, yeah. But the single cask ones, yeah. So the and elements of Isla, the small batches of them, they disappear like yeah, yeah, really yeah. quickly. Yeah, and this is going out on our Burns Night special. Oh, cool. So you, so you, yeah, you're our first. No, you're not our first Scottish guest, but you're a proper Scottish person that we've got on Burns Night. So, what will you be doing on Burns Night? Uh, how will you be celebrating this year? Are you doing a tasting somewhere or, or what would you normally be doing? So Burns Night this year, I will be having um, a Zoom night with friends. Well, that's on nice. Saturday. That's not actually on Burns Night, but we'll be having a, a night. So um, I'm in charge of the drinks for that. So <laughs> I'm doing a nice whiskey cocktail. <laughs> a good pal to have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be doing a whiskey cocktail and a toast. So a dram for the toast. Um, on actual Burns Night. No, I don't actually think I do. I've got other tastings round about it, but I'm not actually doing one on Burns Night, so I'll get to be all patriotic and eat haggis in the house. Meats and tatters. That's Meats it. and tatters. Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, we hope you enjoy that. And uh, thanks Thank so much for joining us yeah. on... on uh, That's on, been cool. Thank you. On Whiskey and Things. We have to get you back on, because these two have been amazing. <laughs> uh, and we, we'll talk some more about them afterwards. Cool. Thanks, Julie. Thank you. See you later. So, Whiskey God, how did you celebrate Burns Night? Well, I addressed the haggis, toasted the lassies, and recited some Burns poetry while sipping on a wee nip of Scotch whiskey. Very nice. That sounds cosy, doesn't it? Do you want to uh, do you want to give us a bit, Whiskey God? Oh, poetry recital. Look at this. What's about the whiskey? But sure. Right. <laughs> oh, were my love, yon lilac fair, with purple blossoms to the spring, and 
I a bird to shelter there, when wearied on my little wing? How I would mourn when it was torn, by autumn wild and winter rude. But I would sing on wanton wing, when youthful May its bloom renewed. Oh, if my love were yonder red rose that grows upon the castle wall, and I myself a drop of dew into her bonny breast to fall. Oh, there, beyond expression blessed, I would feast on beauty all the night, sealed on her silk-soft folds to rest, till scared away by Phoebus's light. Slancheva. Slanchevar indeed, Whiskey God. I can't believe it, Nick. We've brought some culture to our show. <laughs> Actual culture. Mate. You and I have successfully added culture to the list of things. It's like the South Bank show, isn't it? Yeah. Mate. Yeah. We'll be presenting the one show before you know it, Nick. You yeah. watch. <laughs> oh, imagine that. Jesus Christ. Uh, no, we got faces for podcast. Oh, cheers, Whiskey God. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cheers, Nick. Wasn't that awesome? Julie. Oh, that was lovely. She is yes. wonderful. Julie is wonderful and Elixir Distillers are wonderful and those whiskies were incredible. As we said earlier, there is more from Julie and another whiskey, a whole other whiskey, one of their elements of Isla bottlings, mm. uh, the BW8. You can hear that over on our Patreon page, which is patreon.com forward slash whiskey and things you can watch it too you can watch us drink that absolutely beautiful uh, 51.2 percenter after we've done the other ones we'll be a bit um, so Wait. if you would like to know more about julie uh, or more hear more from julie she's on twitter at elixir julie and she's on instagram at julie underscore elixir uh, so that's where you can find out about Julie and uh, Nick will in the show notes also put some stuff for Elixir as well. I'm sure links to their website and uh, links to the whiskey exchange where you can buy some lovely whiskey. Um, and talking of our Patreon page, we're, we're going to throw way ahead here. We know this is episode 45, but that means we're coming up to a big, big event here. A very big event. Nick, what's this big event? We turn one. We Don't do. Dave. We, turn we got one. our first birthday party. Yeah. Episode 53 is going to be our one year anniversary. Good Lord, yes. does that come around quick? So, I know. So yeah, we're doing a little uh, celebration for it um, involving our patrons. Absolutely. So similar to what we did on episode 25, we're going to be doing a live show. Recording. Uh, live show a recording. Live recording. <laughs> yeah, a live show recording just for our Patreons. And it's not too late for you to sign up uh, because... We, we decided we want to give everyone a chance while we're talking about it now. So you have until the 15th of February to sign up if you would like to be involved in our... I've got, actually, if you sign up after that, you can still come along. But if you sign up before the 15th, then we can send you some whiskey so that you can join us in our tasting uh, and give some tasting notes. Or just, just be there when we're doing some tasting. We're actually going to send our patrons some whiskey. So yes. if you would like to sign up, uh, and that's any of the tiers... That, you know, sign up to any of them and uh, between now and the 15th of February and you'll receive some whiskey and we've got a lovely scotch planned yes. uh, for our one year show it's going to finalise it which one it's going to be good though yeah. it's going to be nice well I thought we had we had but we want to make sure we can get the supply we don't want to oh right okay you know, yeah yeah, yeah. Just that's not sure. just in case just in case just, in case. just <laughs> yeah. covering we've, ourselves yeah, we've, there we've got 
Yes, we think we know what it is, and it's good. If it's not going to be that one, we'll, we'll make sure it's good. Anyway, you've got till the 15th, which gives us plenty of time. We're going to be recording that at the beginning of March, so if you sign up, I'll be sure to send you the link and the date for you to put in your diaries. If you're already a member of our Patreon, I will have sent you a link already to put in your diaries, to put in your... Uh, e-diaries so it's there for you to click on the moment we go live and hopefully you'll get some reminders so we'd like to be, give a big shout out to our patrons because uh, you guys are allowing us to to try and do more things and uh once the world opens up a little bit we're really going to need that so mm-hmm. thanks very much to everyone if you enjoy our podcast and you want to g- give us some support please do that and uh it's appreciated it's very, very much appreciated thank you all Anyway, Nick, that's enough of us trying to flog things for now. What about next week's show? We, we've jumped ahead, but let's move we back. Let's we've still back. got episode 46, 47, 48, 49, 50, 51, 52 to go. Good that's Lord. seven episodes. Good Lord. Well, well, next week's a humdinger, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, not to be confused with World Whiskey Day, which is in May. Um, according to the Scotch Whiskey Experience, um, it's International Scotch Day on the 8th of February. Beautiful. So, for our show coming out on the 3rd of February, we thought, what better way to mark the occasion than to inject some international Scotch vibes into the show. Yeah? We have the Canada-based duo Chelsea and Pamela of the excellent Dram Fine podcast joining us to taste the Ockentoshan American Oak Lowland Single Malt. It's our first podcast crossover, Dave. Oh, yeah. 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 A pod over? Do we call it a pod over? I don't know. Don't know. Yes. Cross, uh, cross pod. <laughs> cross podination. We'll, oh, that's oh, a good one. That's a good oh, one. Oh, there it is. Some cross podination going on uh, for the first time. Yes. Uh, um, yeah. Chelsea's a Canadian native and uh, Pamela is Scottish, but lives in Canada. So uh, that ticks every, every box for International Scotch Day. Ticks all the boxes, mate. All the boxes. Tick all the all. boxes. So we hope you've enjoyed this show. We hope you enjoyed having Julie on uh, and hearing us taste some elixir whiskies. I'm a big fan and I hope you will be too if you go and check them out. Uh, but ultimately, thank you for being here. Thank you to all those who click the share button. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next week. We will. So as always, cheers. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming. coming. Whiskey and Things has been brought to you by And Things Productions.